0: Welcome back to the People's Football Podcast. After six months off, the team are all back together to review a wonderful season for us Newcastle fans, but also an exciting season for all of our football fans. It's a stripped-back episode with not much else included, but we hope you enjoy. See you all again for Season 2 very soon.
1: Well, welcome back everyone to the People's Football Podcast. I wasn't sure if I was going to say this again. We've had six months out of the game. We are very rusty. This is my Hmm. second time introducing it. We just had a technical fault at our house. The internet went off, so we were five minutes in and I was talking. and No idea, we just cut off, so we thought we lost someone on on the call. But anyway, part two, here we go. Let's fingers crossed. So listen, the People's Football Podcast was brought to you to to talk about football. We took a six-month sabbatical. And really, the sabbatical was only for one reason and one reason only. It's that damn pesky Kyle Wilson. Kyle decided back in November when the World Cup was on, he said, you know what, I'm going to go and go to every single place in Europe. I'm going to go to every city in Europe. I'm going to travel it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to go and become a full-time politician. He also went to Hollywood and started a movie with The Rock. This is what he told me. He had a hair transplant. He even reinvented the wheel. He changed his name to Jason Kyle Tyndall, And he also has became a full-time Jedi in this short period of time. Can you believe it? Welcome back, Kyle Wilson. Hola, je Kyle. Uh, bonjour. Um, I don't know. Um, I've
0: tried. I tried. I said, I,
1: I said I'd try. tried. So how much Hello. of that is true
0: then, Kyle? Come on. How much is true? Um, wait. Well, the Jedi bit is slightly slightly true. I do have yeah. I do I do have a fantasy about Jason Tyndall, so I'll give you that one. But the rest of it, bar the being
1: a, a jet
0: setter, is falsely a bit a little bit away
1: from the mark, to be honest. Okay, I missed the mark a little bit. You chin uh, I've missed off your chin, Tyson Fury in a bar brawl. Is this true or not? I don't know. I'm trying to say it might have been the other
0: way around. But looking back at the last six months, so maybe you never
1: know. You never know. You never know these days. You never know. But uh... listen, you've been jet setting, haven't you? You've, you've... Where have you you've been, Kyle man, how we? you been? Uh, yeah, been
0: busy. Um, got back from Venice about a week or so ago. Um, so been had a few days in Italy. Being uh, a few more cities, Copenhagen, Latvia. You probably think there's not much to do in Latvia, but it was quite a decent little trip. Um and then not naming all of them, but my all t- time fave, probably Madrid so far. Absolutely love the city. So just been being,
1: being, being a little explorer, keeping myself so busy. Yeah, man, that's good, man. I'm a bit jealous of you, man. I mean I've just been on my holidays with Steph, who's Steph's there. Steph, how are you? Welcome back to the pod, Stephanie. Hello. Nice
2: to see you both. Well, Martin, I see you every day, but you, nice to see you, Kyle.
0: <laughs> uh, is it nice hey. to see Martin? <laughs>
2: Well, you know what? We've (laughs) had a week in a caravan in Jedburgh together and we haven't killed each other
1: at all. We've survived, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been good, hasn't it? We had a good time. You know, we've had some good sun, good time with the family, and uh, yeah, we survived the caravan. Electricity, no hot water, no electricity for one night. And yeah, we we did all right.
2: And we're going to mention the biggest thing that's happened in this time, which happened last Saturday for you, Martin. What did happen? What what was?
1: Uh, Newcastle got to Europe, you know, the Champions League, really big day. No, no, no. No, not that one. Um,
0: (laughs) uh,
1: EastEnders, 5,036 episode.
2: No, no, definitely not. It was your birthday, wasn't it, last Saturday? Oh,
1: of course. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, okay. All right. How old were you? it Um, It depends which way you're looking at it. Like Benjamin Button, if you're going forwards or backwards, which way are you going? Are you going up the tree or down the tree? So I'm 40 years young, yeah, and I'll be 39 next year. I'm going the other way, so yeah. I just, just
0: started for you, man.
1: Apparently that's it. That's what it's what it is. That's what so it is. So he's still end. got a celebrating to do as well. I know we've got the people podcast chat group, we've got a little group chat going on and we're supposed to be having a a few little sherbet dip dabs tomorrow night, isn't that right? A few little drinky poos, a few beers and I, can you believe that I've gone for four and a half months with 0% lager, I just decided you know what, give up that lager and I had my first one on Sunday and I was two in and I was pretty much on my back asleep so God (laughs) knows how tomorrow's going to go if I have a pint so... But no, excited to see some of the boys and have some fun because it's not often we let our hair down in there. But yeah, I'm an old man now. Kyle's a young man, jet-setting, living the life. But you'll have that. your deal, come Kyle. Your oh will, Dave, do. don't in. worry,
0: it'll soon come, I'm sure of it.
1: But everyone's good. Listen, what 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 we brought it back for our good friend Alan McLean, who's a Northern Ireland Newcastle fan, is give us a nudge. And he's been nudging us for a while, saying, "Come on, guys, get the get the band back together." And we've been talking for a long, long time about doing it, and whether it's been time. But six months, nearly seven months since the World Cup, we probably never thought would would leave it this long. But it kind of felt right that with everything that's gone on this Premier League this season, I keep saying it's been a feast of football from that World Cup. We've probably just been so engrossed by the football and by Newcastle, which we'll talk yeah. about soon. What we'll do, we're going to review the, we're going to review kind of the season. We're going to look back on some of our predictions. Just see what we've enjoyed about the Premier League, then we'll have a look at Newcastle. And I've, I've got a little quiz that I've kept really secret this time. No one thought I was oh, gonna do no. anything, but I've got a fun oh, quiz that. well it's not fun, you're gonna it's UVU and it's actually quite a good one. It's a Newcastle one. So, so anyway, guys, let's let's just start with them. Um, let's go with the Premier League. What what what's like what have you enjoyed most about the Premier League this season? Like it's been a weird one with a split in the middle. Have you enjoyed it? Has it been one of the best or one of the worst? What do we think?
0: I think as a Nicasso fan, he could not have enjoyed it. I don't yeah. touch on Nicasso, but in terms of that competition in the in the top four and then the relegation battle up until literally two weeks ago, there could have been five, six teams that could have been going down on the final day. Obviously the only end it only ended up with being three teams could have went down in terms of everything lesser leads, but the as there's been loads of competition. Um, I do agree with what you said there in terms of the split in half. It is funny to see Chelsea down there. Um, my biggest enjoyment has been watching Liverpool feel. I've really enjoyed that. But as a Newcastle fan, you can't have enjoyed it, could you? you know, to be been magic.
1: Steph. What about you? What are your thoughts, especially with the World Cup right in the middle? Honestly, I've been—I was obsessed with football already, but it's taken over my life. I just watched football. I can't. We've had games Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. It's just been. Mental. It's been like seven months of just constant, relentless football, hasn't it?
2: I think like remember before the World Cup when we were like, "Oh, is it a good thing that it's in the middle of the season?" And we're I think we're kind of sitting on the fence, torn about it. But I think it's meant that there was so many games stacked up in the second half of the season that you just like, it, like you say, it was just the, the felt like there was football constantly on all the time, and you couldn't get enough of it. Um, and I think I think what's made it, I think it's just been a batshit crazy season, hasn't it? And I think it's because. Like you know, Liverpool have underperformed. Chelsea have underperformed, and then you've got teams like Newcastle, Brighton, Brentford, Villa, who have overperformed the teams who were involved in the relegation battle. Leicester, Leeds, Everton. Like it was, it was there was some like so shocks and surprises, or quite a few actually. So I just think it's been mental. I think the season in general. I don't know if it, that was down to the World Cup break or not, but um, I've loved it. May I've, I've loved every second of it.
1: Is it, I mean, we're going to talk about Newcastle soon, but is it literally because of the, this has got to be, you know, Kyle, definitely in your lifetime, will not be in a better season than this, I wouldn't have thought. Am I right in saying that? No, there's not. Not at all,
0: no. there's it? never been a, a season like that. Like, in terms of, I was looking forward, you were looking forward to every game. No matter who you were playing, you were looking forward and you were thought, like, you had a chance to beat them, even if it was the Arsenal, the Cities. you felt like you had a chance to win. And I, like, I've never looked forward to all 38 games in a season in the past like there's always been the games when you go and you're like oh, this, this could be as long as you keep this below before below 2-0 you're sort of happy but no like I've never seen us in the Champions League so obviously got that to look forward to next year and um, the only ever season I could relate to have been in Europe was what Alan Pardew years and yeah. I was probably still a bit too young to even fully remember that so it's, it's been mental like the last year
1: and I think I think Just from a... I'm trying to take my Newcastle lenses off. Like, I think I've watched pretty much every single team at least twice this season. And I know every single team really well just because of the access we've had, whether it's been Amazon, whether it's been BT, whether it's been Sky. There's other opportunities to watch games, but it's just been unbelievable. Like, I went to Brighton at the Amex. I've been away. Just... I seen that in Cisco goal the other day. I was right behind it. Just seen some incredible. It's been like a memorable season. So what we're gonna do, I guess, for us is um let's go back to the beginning of the season and let's go back and talk about some of our best and worst. Um, I'll start off because I'll give you some time to like think about what are your best and worst predictions, Kyle. I think, I honestly think that you've come out the worst on this. Off the top of my head, I think. Not to blow me on trumpet step. I reckon some of my predictions have come off quite well. And but I'm going to tell you what my worst ones are first. All right. So Brendan Rodgers, he really let us down. I, I think I had Leicester to be like 12th. I think so. I don't know if someone got them to had them near the bottom. And I was like, listen, Brendan Rodgers will coach his way out of relegation. I genuinely still think he would have but he was sacked with about 10 games to go or whatever it was. I genuinely think he would have kept them up by the skin of the teeth. But I said that Brendan Rodgers at the beginning of the season would be like one to watch and kind of keep an eye on because he would always out-coach as well. But I said Newcastle would finish seventh, higher than one other person in this group. Would seventh, yeah. just a quick one, would seventh have got them in Europe? Or is that out of Europe? It would have been
0: conference league, yeah.
1: Conference league, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I well, them. I did have them to just squeeze into Europe. I had Sunland 16th, so a bit of a flop for cool. me, but it was higher than you two. I know for a fact it was, but I, I couldn't believe how well Sunland did. And we'll talk with done, and I, we'll talk about that after. Um, and I also, if you'd asked us who my banker was, it was Bournemouth. 100 million percent. I could not see Bournemouth even finishing second bottom, never mind third bottom, but to finish well above and whatever they finished 15th or 14th, 16th, whatever it was. Blows me mind. So, Scott Parker for me, and we'll talk about that maybe in a second, is with me um, manager of the season. So, they're my three worst. My best ones were Odegaard. I had him as the player to watch. I think he was superb this season. I had Lingard as my flop. He was. Whether he was the flop of the season, I don't know. I put Man United to finish fourth and I got laughed. I actually got messages from people <laughs> ridiculing us because I had Man United to finish fourth. And I think we did our predictions after three or four games where we were kind of. Seeing that my name were crap already, in the Ronaldo, but the only reason I said that, guys, was because of uh, Ten Hag. I've got a lot of faith in them. I think he's the the Alex Ferguson that they need right now. Whether he can take them into the the top two, I think next season will decide that. So they're me best and worst. What about you? Anyone else want to come in with their best and worst? Because I can think of a few for you, Kyle, <laughs> if I forgot some.
0: I I've I I only I was listening back to the first episode, and it was in the car today as I was on the way home, and. I realise how stupid I now look and sound, and I just want to make it clear to the it's listeners took that you this long. It's some took of the stuff long, that I say and do is an act, and it is, I. I want this stupid. I, I'm not sure. I'm just trying to cover my own back there, but I aren't <laughs> in the real life. This this stupid or this deluded. not act. Okay, <laughs> <Right. laughs> but yeah, um, I'm, my predictions probably weren't there. Come Must on,
1: then. tell us which it, one.
0: Obviously. Tell us which one stand out. Um, I had space to finish second. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: obviously, they didn't even get you. Right. Um, I'm not going for the obvious ones. I had Bournemouth to go down as well. That was an obvious one. Yeah. Um, my personal agenda
1: against Mikel Arteta. Obviously, he failed <laughs> in the end. But, <laughs> yeah, but you were praying. Only because you said about a million prayers for him to not win the league. <laughs> I think I definitely did. Obviously, I did my little apology halfway through the previous week. Did, did. I didn't want to go he back and listen it. to he that.
0: Got but he got it. Looking back now, like that, that was a bit of a stupid thing yeah, to say. Go go Obviously, go I had something to go down, if I'm thinking right. <laughs> I don't know if I was just trying to wind a few people up. Or if I was actually being serious, but I actually didn't think that I was good as season as I had. No,
1: I didn't. I didn't. If you'd say you playoffs or relegation, you'd you, honestly, if you said playoffs or relegation, Sunderland are going to do one of the two. Yeah, you'd probably say relegation, wouldn't you? Just because we, I mean, Paddy, our our Sunderland uh, and main guy, he he honestly tipped them, but we all three of us went... Like, and so done, no, that without, no offense, done
0: that
1: I know, fairness, they've done that without striker. Yeah. Like I know, mate, you no know, Ross Stewart that Diallo was a player, but we'll talk about it in a second. Come on, you said. You play it to watch. Give us him. Who the hell was he? Oh, who was he? Carvalho, oh, Fab- from Liverpool.
0: Yeah, Carvalho. To be fair, he hasn't had a half season.
1: Come on, he played like four games. He got he scored one goal and then as soon as he scored, after about three months, you take him. He scored on, against us as well, didn't he? Class. He scored a against us in the 90th minute. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I also mentioned. I also mentioned Fabio Vieira. Didn't that from Arsenal? Who? <laughs> who? Fabio, exactly, Arsenal. exactly. So I think I oh, going to by the potential. And Did we, you and have everyone.
1: anyone, did you have anything that went well? The no, no. Did Dan what Holland, about if Haaland is the flop? You probably, <laughs> you probably did. <laughs> Who did you say was going to be relegated? You said someone controversial. You put Everton. I, I said Everton. Out. I was close enough. Oh, that would have been a good I also said. I that. also
0: said Leeds, Leeds to finish 10th.
1: I remember because you were bumming you or you were saying how good, you know, uh Jesse Marshall. Jesse Marsh and the <laughs> little mountain boys were I
0: just haven't and I had no obviously no one would have predicted Chelsea where they're gonna finish, but I was I was listening to it and I was sat and I was going, If, if I had go back, I'd tell me to shut up.
1: Ah uh, mate, mate. Listen, we live and learn, we grow, we grow together. Listen, you give it your best shot and you're good value, man. You're good value, good crack, man. Everyone knows it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> we know that behind the scenes, you said Harlem was going to tear it up, City were going to win the league. Oh, yes. finish fourth. You were saying no, all this behind the scenes, but. Exactly. You know, I, I, I also said
0: I, said, I said, I said, I said, one to watch was Miguel when it was 11 goals. I also said that Darwin Nunes was going to be the front of the season and that Kula Bali couldn't kick the football. It's just, right, this, is this is off camera. This is off route. Off no, you court. did.
1: Well, you've stole Steph's thunder because, Steph, what was your best and worst?
2: Uh, God, I'll start with the worst. Actually, I think um, the one that I have to own up to is I said that I thought Holland would find it difficult in his first season in the, in the Premier League. So, uh, thanks, Erlen for showing me up yeah. there. Um, I said Jesus would be top goal scorer, and I think I'll fight my corner here. I think if had he not got injured, I think there would have been a good chance. Like because he was out for what three months of the season, four months of the season, and he was he started off really well. Um, my good ones would be obviously I said Lingard would be Flop as well I mm. said Hassan Huttle would be the first I don't know if he was the first manager to get sacked but I said he uh, would
1: I think we both said we actually both said that
0: Who we? who was yeah. the first manager was it
1: Scott Parker
0: to go first uh, Scott Parker yeah, yeah. Was actually, uh, obviously then Gary O'Neill yeah. came and did really really well didn't he in terms yeah, of I um, yeah.
2: so obviously Southampton said that and he said they were nailed on to go down and obviously they did Um. Mm. And then nice. obviously the best one was 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 with Miguel Alvaron. Um, I said he was me want to watch after a class preseason, and I know he didn't. Um, I th- you know after the World Cup he wasn't as good. Um, mm-hmm.
1: but I still
2: think uh, I still think that was a good shout.
1: No, it was. I think I think I think it's up there with mine with Odegaard. <laughs> who would Who had the better season though, Odegaard? Who would have won that one between us three? Odegaard, Fabio Carvalho or Alvaron?
2: I'd probably say order guard
1: to be fair, because like we, I, I see no, to Just,
0: just <clears throat> I think I also goal. Southampton ringed a bell there as well, and that um turn out to be the same. This kid from Bordeaux who was going to be. I see you, Mara. See you, Mara. Uh, was going be the Mara who was going to be the next. uh your
1: And that's classmate. That yeah, it's just, no, I think you've got a lot of knowledge, mate. It just can be misguided at times, and uh you know sometimes you just want to. Have some fun and yeah, why not, mate? It's good. It's it good. Good to listen back to, and I think um, who who was um, so before going to the tune, who who would you have gone for for, for manager of the season? I, I think that's really interesting because all six could put up a great battle. Uh, who would who would you have gone for for the manager of the season? Obviously, you can, you can say Eddie do whatever the hell you want, but who would you have gone for? One
2: hundred thousand million percent Eddie Howe. Yeah, yeah. Think, it had to be, be Eddie
0: Howe. Yeah, the only other one I would debate with, and I, aren't a fan obviously Villa in terms of the rivalry Newcastle sort of have with them. But I think you know, yeah. i, I mean, did a fantastic job there, and I think then, mm. like I think when you look at teams overachieving, overachieving, like yeah. Arsenal are where they should be realistically. Like, that's yeah. where they should be. Man City, Pep Guardiola, obviously, yes, the absolutely unbelievable team to watch, but that's where they should be. Mm. Ten Hag. He bangs on about not spending any money, but he spent nearly two hundred and fifty million in in the summer, like yeah. whatever. Like just shut up. Um mm. and then obviously the others you've got um Gary O'Neill said he came in absolutely fantastic with Bournemouth. Um, and the the lad from the lad from what's call, um, he called, Wolves, Rose, again, he's really well set off the season, but you and I, I mean Eddie Howe have really overachieved with the yeah the team that they've got.
1: So is that how your metric? metricing it? You're more or less saying this is where you should finish. Yes. Usually, Aston Villa should finish 10th. Newcastle should finish 8th. And if they, they've they kind of gone four positions above. I've seen something um, yesterday or the day before. And the point swing, and I really like this metric. So I don't know if it's a good metric or not, is the point swing from last season. Newcastle have had a 21-point swing. Um, and Aston Villa had like a 17-point swing. I think that's a good metric to use. Actually, yeah. if you look at it, Man City, have actually down two points. They've lost like five point three four points or something from last season. So, it's in. I mean, that's a hard metric to use because the fact that I think Peps only got it because of the the run at the end. Um, but he, he's won it. Do you know what I mean? He's won it. I think it's a yeah. tough one. I I really like. I don't. I'm not saying I'm rewarding like just average because you know what O'Neill did. He only got them finishing fifteenth, uh, but. With that squad, honestly, it was my absolute bank. And now some players have come on and done well, like Sensei and uh, Lermer and a couple of others. That squad is like, it's is not that, great? Is it?
0: Is Oli going to be everyone's bankers again next? Obviously, you've got the obvious Luton coming up, but Luton, I, still, I, yeah, I, I think people will go to Luton's ground. I know we'll, we'll probably cover this in a future episode if, um, when we get back, yeah. and probably for that new season, but. Luton's ground will catch a few people off guard with how tight ah, it was it and will. how it will. scary it will. the atmosphere probably will be. But Bournemouth will be everyone's bankers again, and that's the credit Gary Neal's Gary O'Neal's done mm. that job to get them well, to get them to stay up really. And when, yeah. when you look at Wolves as well, like we're saying, don't don't reward like the middle ground, but Wolves were before the World Cup were all were twentieth, all but down. I, was... I have
1: to, you know what, you forget about that, but they've had a shocking period, Wolves. They've got beat like they got battered off Wigg of um Brighton next like, seven, six, seven, one, and they've had a really tough spell, haven't they? they got battered off Arsenal last day of the season. It's obviously yeah, what what, what they've done is they put everything like when I think Newcastle did it under someone, under one of the managers, they put everything into survival. Once they survive and get the thirty-eight, forty points, they're just like, Poof, that was hard work, and then they just get battered for the like last yeah. seven, eight games. And I think that's what they've done. So yeah, no, it's it's um, it's been a bit of a. It's honestly, I've loved it this season. Like football is just absolutely taken over, like, and it yeah. always has been. But I've absolutely loved it. Um, anything, any any class memories on Newcastle related from this season? What's been your best Premier League mem- memory away from Newcastle? Like you've seen a game, you're like, oh my god, that that's why I love football. I've got one that sticks out, one game where I'm like, I was blown away by. It. Any, any, of you guys got a game where, where you're just like, wow. I think it's the Liverpool manual game when they were,
0: when they battered them oh, seven, 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 nil. And oh, just, yeah. just watching, just watching it, and like no one would have predicted it. And it's the prediction of football, even like when Southampton with three one up against Arsenal. And you sat there and you're like, yeah. this is, yeah. this is football. Like, there's
2: that, no, that was
1: nuts. there's and no, no favorites. The,
2: um, the biggest Everton fans, but when they went to Brighton and won five nil, like, yeah, yeah,
1: they're... yeah, <laughs> that was nuts. Even then so the obviously we'll go to the Newcastle game later, but the um the two two Liverpool Arsenal game, that was unbelievable that game. They were like two 0 up and then the Ramsdale made that save at the end. And you you didn't really know at the end of that whether it was a good point a bad point, but it was a proper heavyweight tussle, like and um it showed Liverpool's vulnerabilities, but like there's been too many, but like ah uh, yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen next season. I think it's going to be exciting for Newcastle. Yeah, I think, mental, that, yeah. um, but I no listen. Um, I think with we all we're kind of beating around the bush here. We know where we want to get to, don't we? You know what yeah. we're going to talk about, and it's uh, Sunderland, isn't it, Kyle? Oh, mate, is laugh. Yeah. No, no I'm, I'm happy to cover
0: Sunderland. I've changed. Let's, the last let's start
1: with Sunderland. Do okay. Middlesbrough and then yeah, okay. just get stuck into Newcastle. So, come on. So what, 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 where's your head at with Son and a quick review, Kyle? What I do you think, think, and I'd said to a few people that Amad Diallo is one
0: of the best championship football players I've seen play in terms of the talent he's obviously got. Could he do it in the Premier League? We'll see in the future. But in terms of him himself and how, how much I've seen a player influence a team, he's got to up there one of the best. And I, I know we say it's the last six months I've changed, and to be fair. Half for me when something were going to get in the playoffs. Obviously, I wanted to laugh at them, and so, so they didn't get it. I wanted, I did want to have a laugh, but I was hoping for them to like maybe get there and maybe
1: like have that derby again. And mm. again, that's like, the only thing that's missing from the from yeah. the Newcastle. That's the only thing that's missing now is that derby. But, like,
0: if had they sacked Mowbray, I would think it would have been a stupid decision because he knows do the not, league. Do you,
1: not, do you not think they're still going to do you not what no, do you know this no, this. No.
0: They might still do it, but I think it's a silly decision personally because I do
1: as well. they know he's
0: like he knows the league. He knows the league. He could do well in that league. He will sign you sign players that will be good in that league. And I took the lack last year. They had all this young talent, Mishut, Diallo, Galhart, um, Shirkin and all that who did well. But they never had that one player who knows a championship and knows how to get out a championship. So I think Morby's a type manager who will bring in a player like that and he'll probably do well next year and it is what it well, is, they'll never do
2: as good as us. I do feel that, like, and I think me, Martin, I think we said this when we were in the car, um, driving up to the caravan last week, is that, that all these rumours that have come out about them sort of lining up potential replacements and stuff like that, I do feel like if he does stay for the start of next season and they yes. don't get off to a good start, he will be out. Like, they will There's just, a gun waiting
0: like, for him.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. But, I I, I mean, which I, f- I feel is harsh, because I feel like with, like we've just said there, that with the squad he's had, they have massively overperformed, and you know they they, they without the striker, without first choice centre half, without first choice centre midfielders, basically the spine of the team was ripped out. So fair play to them. Like as as hard as it is to say that, um, they did they did very well. But I'm not gonna lie, I was I had a little snigger at myself when they blew it.
1: Do <laughs> ah, you know what? Like I know Kyle and, and not necessarily you as well, but Kyle's pretty like he's pretty staunch on it, and I'm <laughs> I'm a. A huge Newcastle fan, but I, I was, I just wanted them up this season. One of them, two teams. Can I, can I just tell you the that, that championship? So let's look at the potential first five games. But now I've got no idea. Leeds at home, hmm. Leicester away, Southampton at home. um Give us West Brom away. Give us another big team in that league. It just, it's just Middlesbrough at home. Who else? Oh, Sheffield Wednesday coming up. You've got Plymouth I mean, coming up. Ipswich coming up. Like, like, got- I mean they could beat them 3 but like Chef Sheffield could get better but they, that league is just you're right like even Plymouth will be no pushovers you know that you know Sheffield Wednesday they yeah. could, they could but the three Norwich. teams that are coming down are going to be yeah very good West Brom Norwich that league is frightening now by the way it is frightening I, I would be looking at that and thinking if i'm a if i'm a manager who's expected to finish top 6 7 and i'm 10 11 12 13 by the first seven or eight games you're gone you're absolutely gone. And don't forget about the manager. I always forget his name. The guy who left to go for Stoke, what he must be feeling because they ended up finishing way below Sonny. Yeah, yeah. But you might be laughing next season. You never know because they make it up to a good start. But Stoke, they're another one. But go on, the Middlesbrough. I mean, last time we spoke to Bowley, um, he, he was pretty optimistic they were going to finish in the playoffs. And Jesus, what a run Michael Carrick had for them. And they just kind of the, the light shone out at the end, didn't it? What, what, what was your take on Middlesbrough in the end and, and how, how it ended for them? I
0: think I've, I think everyone everyone had them down as the favourites to sort of um, go up, especially at the playoffs, after the Burnley and Sheffield United. I think the football they were playing was great to see, but that was in this part of the season when it didn't really matter, where teams were just ticking over a little bit and no one's really chasing anything. Um, but Toward's done a fantastic job there. like Obviously, from where they were at the start of the season, and it's sort of building blocks. Like, had Boak came up this season, I think they would run straight back down. I agree, give Carrick another year. Give yeah, Carrick another year.
2: It's, it's a championship squad, isn't it? Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's it's nothing more than that. I think they'd really struggle. Yeah,
0: for sure. So, I mean, okay. give, give him another year. Let him build. Let him get his own team, and then if they get if they finish top two next year, they'll be in a much which I think they probably will they'll be in a much stronger position really to, to come up. And steal, hopefully, because that gap between the Premier League and the Championship at the moment is massive.
1: Yeah. And talking about the Premier League, let's get into it, guys. Like, let's wrap it up. I mean, uh, Carlisle got promoted. Harley Good got relegated just to switch it up there as well. Newcastle women got promoted into step three. Sunderland and Durham remain in that. The Sestria missed out in the last day of the season. Kyle Tucci in the household. Obviously, Ella's doing so well at Durham. Fingers crossed with her. The Sestria and moving forward. But uh, let's just talk about Newcastle. That's where we want to go. What a season. Champions League football, Kyle and Steph. What are we thinking? Come on, let it out. Unreal. Unreal. Oh, class. So that's the best way to
2: define it,
0: isn't it? I don't know where to start. Like, it's been a hell of a season. It's, <laughs> it's, like...
2: it's, it's been a pinch me moment, hasn't it? Like, yeah. I just don't think, and I, I said this to you, Martin, last week, I don't think like, we'll ever experience a season like this. And, that, and I don't mean that from a... Will not, you know, will not finish in Europe again or whatever. I just think because it was so unexpected. And I think, I don't know about you, Kyle, but I think still a lot of the time this season, like you were, you you weren't, you, you were enjoying games, but you still were surprised when we kept, yeah. kept winning. And I just don't think we'll, f- like, I think it's just been so unique from that respect. It was so unexpected, so out of the blue, not like, you know, it. I'd, oh, it's just been unreal, hasn't it, man?
0: It's, there was a period in this season when, um, we would beat Everton 4 1, Tottenham obviously 6 1, I West Ham 5 1, or whatever it was. And there's it, been games like that where we went like back to back games, scoring four or five goals. And I'd just been sat there like, what? Like, this is it's it's absolute, it's absolute mental in terms of the where we were last season, scraping 1 0 wins, trying to just basically just fighting for our lives. So now blowing teams completely out the water. Really, really good. I don't know about you, Martin, but like to watch it, it's just been like, especially as a coach, it's just been completely enjoyable in terms of taking things away and also just watching like uh, so many masterclasses, you'd say, in terms of we're like, just blowing everybody away, basically.
1: I, I think you know uh, my my thing is, and we we laughed about this in the chat. Kyle's like glass half uh, full, mine's glass half empty. And that's probably my age and my grey hairs and my scars that just tell us that Newcastle don't usually have a a pot of gold at the end. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, this is going to unravel. It's going to unravel. So every game, we're like, no, they'll they'll drop a point today. They'll they'll lose today. They're going to, you know, we've been through so much crap, man. Like, and I just was just so shocked every time. And I, I said to Steph, Steph, I know we've only finished fourth. I know we finished high with Bobby. But this is by far and away been the most enjoyable, memorable season I've ever had as a fan. And it's probably because it's so unexpected. And it's probably because it's come after COVID. I've seen grown men like kissing the badge. I've seen grown men walking around the streets like buying like Newcastle memorabilia. Even I'm going on eBay and buying crap. Steph's telling us off all the time. <laughs> I'm buying retro stuff. Like we're turning to kids again. It's just because we absolutely love the club. Like all of us are I just fell in love with the club again. And it's because of, you know, not just Eddie and, and Tyndall, but, yeah, you know, uh, Amanda. It's it's everything. Like, it's the whole shabam. And, like, honestly, it's it's been... We'll only ever look back in 10 years. And, like, we were talking about Jacob Murphy before and we are like, saying about, like, you know, would we keep Ababa bond? We, we just said, like, how do we know that we'll remember Jacob in 10 years? Like, we might look back and he might just be memory. We don't know, but right now. All of these players are heroes, and I think that um, it's got us acting like giddy kids again. It's just, and I just got think... the club back.
0: Like that's the, yeah. I know we've said that since the start, but well, actually, I've got the club back, and we won't touch on any of the other stuff. But it's just being able to love your club, we're going to be proud of your club of what what we're doing. It's been unbelievable, and I like you said about the kits. Like I've never seen so many like children wearing Newcastle kits. Like, yeah. there's not not as many Man City's now, Liverpool's United's. There's not that many, it's all Newcastle, black and white, or okay. the, the green and white kit. Like, it's it's crazy. Like, it's, it's good to see, though, and, like with the favorite pairs on the back. So, no, it's been absolutely mint in terms of that.
1: <laughs> I'm laughing because Steph got me, uh. Bruno G thirty-nine on the back of a blue kit for my birthday. And I was buzzing <laughs> with it with a Jason Tyndall cup, my dog, and the Jacob Murphy uh, cup as well. I'm just I've just lost the plot, mate. I've lost it. And I just I just think it's been so much hurt and it for years. And it's um I yeah, I think it's 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 what we all needed after COVID, after a yeah. few shitty years. We just needed it. And we kept saying at the beginning of the podcast, it's dragging us through some tough times. And do you know what? Couldn't be happier in life right now, and in the club, Newcastle United, played a big part in that, and and we feel yeah. so attached to Eddie, Jason, Tyndall to the point where if anyone mentions them, Kyle will rip their heads off, will bite their heads off, and oh yeah, we'll protect them over you. them. Aren't we? How dare you! Like, like our band of brothers, they're like our yeah. brothers, our uncles, our dads, like Bobby Robson was, and you know, I'm, I'm I mean, good.
0: It's over. Like, I'm actually good. At the season's done now. I'm, I don't know what to do with myself. Like, and I know I've I my girlfriend and us but. Singing all the football songs, like even now, like oh, running around singing the football songs all day, like it's just you just love, like you just want to be at a match, you want to be watching the match because you're looking forward to them that much. And obviously, we can't wait for this transfer window and see who
1: we're going to sign, who we're going to, what
0: teams, what, what teams going to look like. But next
1: year is going to be well, we're going to do that. We're gonna we're gonna do like a little, a little, a little kind of fun thing in a minute. But um, I'm gonna go back to let's let's look at our. We'll just choose. Yeah, most memorable moment and most memorable game of the season. I'm putting you on the spot. So, most memorable game for me, had to. there's two. There's two for me. Forest away was incredible. Uh, but most memorable game would be Tottenham. And the moment it stands out, it's just when Jacob Murphy, I've, I'm looking at the cup now, did that face as if <laughs> that shy little lad bashes one in from 25 yards. And the poor lad's so humble, he's like, was that me? Did I do that? <laughs> it was just so amazing. And we were just turning and looking at each other, going, what is everyone about? Everyone around us was going, is this, is this real? We're like, we're like, seriously saying, is this real? So the moment was when that goal went in Murphy after about 10 minutes were like 3-0 up or 4-0. I don't even remember. But that Tottenham game, just wow. The memorable moment and memorable game. Yeah. Kyle, I'll come to you and then I'll go to Steph straight after. Um...
0: I'm gonna go the reverse Tottenham fixture. I think because I was there in terms of Tottenham away. Oh, yeah. Um, I just remember I I captioned something as in like went to the capital, left in top four, and it was like a trigger in my mind. It was like we could actually get chance. we could actually beat these teams and challenge the top four and break into this top four this season. Obviously, we ended up doing it, and I think that was the trigger. But I agree with you in terms of the as well in terms of that six one game. It was like just surreal. Like like you said, pinching moment. But if I'm yeah. gonna not, I don't want to copy. This, so I'm gonna go with the away game against
1: Tottenham. Okay, okay. Stephanie,
2: I'm gonna go. Um, you mentioned it, Martin, but I'm gonna go Forest away because we were there. And when Isaac scored that penalty, it was absolute bedlam in that away end. I mean, it was yeah. a great, it was a great game, a great atmosphere, like for the whole ninety minutes. Uh, fair play to the Forest fans because they were they they made that stadium rock, didn't they?
1: Yeah, it was actually moving, wasn't it? We felt it. It well, was. Like,
2: um, but I remember coming away from that game, and the next day, I don't know if Kyle and or have told you this, but like I had basically a massive bruise, like all the <laughs> way, up, oh, yeah. all the way up both sides of my thighs, because it was just mental. <laughs> it's yeah,
0: just class. <laughs> I was, yeah, it was. It was funny. one of them. It was one of them games where you got you. I was good to miss it. I was in. I watched it in a sports bar. And, did I? Yeah, yeah, you, I? Yeah, you no, bought I, this. I probably. I, I, I was at the sports bar. I think I was at the sports bar. Yeah, you um, were
1: away somewhere, probably. Uh, L- and L- like L- I can't remember if place. I was away
0: or if I if I, or if I was. I can't remember, but I, I wasn't there. And I was like, something. I gave you the tickets, and I was like, "Aye." I'm heartbroken not to be there myself.
1: Ah. <laughs> it was on our bucket list, one and stuff to do that. Yeah. one? we stayed in the, what the hell did we stay in? It was a weird place. We stayed in some random oh, hotel. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell it was. I can't remember the water to go tell us. So with all the highs that we had, we've obviously had some lows. And, you know, there was one major low in February. And Steph, me and you were there. Kyle, not sure where you were. Oh, yeah, I know where you were. You you couldn't make it, could you, bud? But you wanted to be there. But it was obviously the Wembley trip. And Wembley doesn't bring us much luck. Steph, do we start with you on our Wembley heartache?
2: I mean, it was like a great occasion and the lead up to it was unreal um and it was like a kick in the teeth when we didn't we didn't win and we didn't really perform how we had done earlier in the season but I think it just gave us a taste really of like you know that you know that we can compete again and we can get the cup finals and those days out are hopefully going to be you know rather than few and far between they're going to be a lot more regular, um, hopefully. But yeah, it was it was a gutter, wasn't it? Because I think everyone just thought it was our season because of the way we were playing, how things were going. Um, but it just came at the wrong time, wrong time for us, didn't it?
1: did. Kyle, where where's your head?
0: Um, I think obviously it was I wasn't there. Um I'd only recently had an operation in terms of me getting me hip prepared, so I I missed out. So I was already like on a bit of a gutted sort of sense of you get like I was always feeling even though we're in the final I felt in terms I was like I was gutting not to be there myself Um, and then obviously the game happened and it was like basically a double gutting and I remember sitting there like thinking like this is the worst I've ever felt in football and I, I compared I said it was ten times worse than when England lost the Euro final it felt ten times worse than that and I, I, I honestly I, I'd know I was, I'd probably said in chats that oh are we going to win this I didn't think we were going to. I always had that feeling that we were going to go then. Like, it was going to be a, a challenge, a big occasion. players? I had many of our players play on that big occasion. But like Steph said, it came at a wrong time. We'd had Bruno being out for three games. Um, we had other injuries. Players weren't 100% fit. We'd had... It's just a hard, hard time, really. Looking back at it now, it's like, if we win something next year, you'd think I. I, I that's happened because we've experienced the heartbreak before. Mm. But until then, it's, gonna, it's always going to sting when people mention it, isn't it?
1: It is. And you think in that bloody Liverpool game, when lock's lost Nick Pope, when we think about our worst yeah. moments, remember, that felt like, I mean, we're on such a good run pre-World Cup. And then after the World Cup, we just couldn't, we, we got a few results, but we just weren't, Fire them were we it was score, we. Lost
2: momentum, lost the momentum that we had on break. Like we're
0: flying. Yeah. Yeah. And it just it came at the better time for them, worse time for us, and obviously, like it's they they the, the managed occasion a little bit better. It could have went the game the game point could have went either way when we got them back, but it's just
1: yeah.
0: it stings done. not it still still stings even though we an outstanding
1: season still stings. Well, we went there like, and we'll just not talk about it too long. We went there and we out-possessed them. We outshot yeah. them. Like, it was weird. We just had no cutting edge, but it kind of, Steph, it summed up how we were playing probably in that first six weeks back, One, that We were a little bit like just uncoordinated in our attacking patterns. A little bit starting to leak a couple of goals here and there. And then when Nick Pope went, you're like, oh my goodness. And then obviously, Jabravka, it, it just... We we had it. We we found it tough, didn't we? We were on a bit of a downer for a couple of days after, weren't we? It was just we, we were absolutely knackered as well. We drove down. Yeah. We it was just such a it it was a good punch for us. And um, obviously, me being glass half empty, I'd pretty much said we weren't going to win anyway, hadn't he? All the way down, and um, Steph was being upbeat, but I just didn't fancy us at all. It just Man United. It felt like the old Man United were back, even though for the next month after, Man United were crap. They like had that yeah. run where they got beat off Seville, they lost league games. I was like, Jesus, how we? but like you've just said, I like they lost that 7-0, kind of, didn't the adversity, next day? the adversity yeah. kind of brings makes it feel better because you know we're gonna be back, like Steph said, we're gonna be back there. Yeah, say when, but like and this is what worries us though for next season, guys, is we're gonna be Champions League. Do we go for the league cup or does he then put out his rotational players like he did for Chef Wade? Or does because I don't think we're going to be we're not quite city where we can go full guns and Liverpool full guns on, and we don't have the squad depth to be able to do that. So, what do we prioritize next season? Do we do we go Premier League as everything, or do we do a Moisey and drop down the West Ham, or do we go you know, what, we're going to have a right go at the Champions League and the FA Cup and drop the league? What, what do you reckon? Because that worries us that next season, I think you, you want wanna to have, you, you wanna have a full guy, you want to have a full
0: goal at the Champions League, um, in terms of see how far push ourselves as far as we can go, and that's what I was saying like to, I think I've seen it to you, recently I, I'd like the big teams in our group and I'd like to give them a go. I'd like to bring them here at St James's Park and beat them and experience the nights that obviously you've experienced in terms of beating Barcelona and Juventus and all that.
1: Um, So I'd love to bring But at it, the sacrifice of sacrificing the two cups, because you know you yeah,
0: can't. I do. I, again, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't sacrifice the league. I think the league team opposition is massive in terms of like, the long term for the football club.
1: Steph, what about you? I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on that, on what you would prioritize. And I,
2: I, I mean, I I would I would obviously prioritize for me the Champions League and the, the Premier League. But I think yeah. we will. I think I think if you're looking at, at it from house perspective, um, I think you will want to try and go for one of the domestic trophies as well. Um, and I have a feeling. If they were going to pick which one they would target, I think it would actually be the League Cup, just because it comes earlier in the season. Um, and I remember, I think, I think it might have be been around the time of the Wembley, um, the Wembley trip. But I remember listening to how one of Howe's press conferences, and he said that he, he, he felt like teams had a better chance of of going further in the League Cup just because of the t- of the time it was in the season. Um, so I don't know whether that means anything or not, but like. You know, I think I think we've we've got to just for me it's just about giving a good account of ourselves. You know, in every game, like really, and not 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 discarding everything, but also
1: you know we do have to prioritize. So, I'm gonna come into something I've got here a little a little test for you two, which really kind of will put the test Champions League because the squad we've got right now isn't going to be able to to take on a Dortmund and. Uh, a uh, um, uh, Real Madrid, and uh, for example, another pot three, to four team. We might get a top like, you know, Shakhtar or someone like that. It's not going to be, you know, over home and away legs. We might get, we might do what we did in another Bobby Robson, get nine points, but it's going to be tough. So we're going to have to fill some gaps, and we're going to have to get rid of some players. Just looking so at your starting eleven, can I give you my team, and then you're going to give me your eleven with the new starters in? Yeah. So I've got Nick Pope in goal. I've got Trippier right back. I've I've done like you, Kyle. I'm gonna give Shaw um the start. But I do yeah. I don't think we sign a 40-50 million centre back. I would think we go and sign a, a 15 million centre back or a 10 million centre back and we just put him on the bench. Botman, left centre back, Teeny, I'm gonna go and sign Kieran Teeny only because we've got my target and uh Dan Byrne. I do feel Tierney isn't robust enough, and I'd be worried that he's not going to get 75% availability, 80% availability, but I would be wanting to run vigorous tests. So, my first signing, Kieran Tini, 22 million. I've gone for a bit of a funny one. So, I've gone for a CDM. I've gone Calvin Phillips or Ugart. I don't think we'll get yeah. Phillips, so I'd love I'd spend money on Ugart. I really like that that kid, that Uruguayan. I've gone Bruno Joe. I've gone Isaac on the left, Wilson, and, and through the middle. And I've gone for, I don't know how to say his name, but I love the look of this kid. Zobaloi? Zobaloi? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zobaloi. So Zobaloi, I just love his profile. He's like a, like almost the size of Kouveletsky. He's like six foot odd. He's like graceful, tall, can hit a ball. I think he'd be great in our attack. So I've gone for three signings, a left back, a CDM, and uh, he can play a, as a front three or as a 10 maybe. And then... Aye, and then all them players, I'd agree with you in terms of who stays the goes. I'd sell other players, but they'll be my marquee-type signings. What about you, Kyle? I'll come to you first. Um, what was your holes? Where were your holes?
0: So my holes were, again, left-back, right... would have been right-sided, winger, slash number 10, like, so with Tatum midfielder, and, um, and then it was just depending on who I played on the left in terms of the formation, okay. but...
1: So oh, that,
0: like like you said, 4-3-3, Who's your three signings then, or four signings? Um, me. I'd start starting left back. Like you said, I think you said Kevin Turney. I think he's yeah in Premier League proven. Like keeping fit. But even if you don't keep him fit, you've got Danburn, Matt Target, who can all play yeah. there. to you yeah. got that's three very very good left backs that can mm. all do a job there in the Premier League. Um, that was from Leipzig. Is and, and I remember what he was at Salzburg. And I'm a sign-on football manager, and it would have been twenty twenty or something. And I remember then going on a scout a YouTube account called Scout Nation and watching a video on him before he went to Leipzig. And he was only was only about seventeen, eighteen. And again, like you said, like his profile is just, just yeah a beast. Like I think he could become our sort of Kevin de Bruyne, a sort of like magic sort of magic so. man, magic player. Um, okay. And then I know I'm gonna break the rules, but like an, another backup midfielder and someone like Crefam Turam from Nice that sort of number six profile would be very um, very so good So you would
1: you would still go with Bruno Joel Linton Joe Willock
0: Yeah but I'd have a, someone to come the in man, like a younger sort okay. of see, a yeah, younger player ready to come in so in case of okay. if you get injury,
1: injuries because really we're going to have to send another midfielder we've only got mm. four you're going to have to sign another one at least yeah, so not necessarily a marquee so your marquee signing is your Zobazoi for 70 million yeah. it for 25 and then you get a young CDM for
0: million and I think that will be, be the same for the centre-half position I think that yeah.
1: be exactly the same it would be a young I mean they're talking yeah. about this Vega this Vega kid I've never heard of him and he's all over Twitter I don't know who the hell he
0: is I've no, I mean, heard or him but people, people rate him i seen someone yesterday comparing him a baby cat so
1: oh I like that is that good Steph- I know, well, we'll see, we'll see. Steph, so Kyle's only got two marquees and then two youthful signings, which is good, I like it. What about you? Where's your gaps? I think it's probably the same gaps that
2: you you guys have all got, and I think that's what we'll probably fill. So I've got, obviously, left back. Um, I don't know, I don't know what my alternative to Tini would be. Like, I agree with you, Martin, I, I'm not entirely sure. But he does have Premier League experience, he does have European experience, so I suppose you can't really argue on many fronts on that one. The right centre-back is an uh, understudied to Shaw, for sure. Um, now, for me, I'm torn over whether we're in two central midfielders, like, or two players who can play across the front, the front three. My dream would be um, Isaac playing down the middle with Zabaleta on one side and Vicha, you know, uh, I can't see his last name from Napoli on the other.
1: Crackers, lucky,
0: yeah, he's, yeah, know. he's a player. <laughs> he, he would be my marquee. That's yeah, a very good shout. He's a he's an unreal player.
2: Greenland That would be would would sign two of those those two is is like marquees, um as well as a cdm being greedy <laughs> because I feel like yes Almiron I feel bad for saying this but I, I, I is Almiron going to have another season like last season again? We need more goals um from those wide positions for sure. Um Maxi isn't going to do it. we don't well not isn't going to do it but does he does he bring 10 15 goals a season no um Gordon do still out on him um so yeah i i kind of want to go all out on attacking threat um and then obviously i i really think longstaff has been amazing amazing season so i feel like it would be really harsh if he lost his place at the start of the season don't think he will i think how will stick with him but we do obviously need more cover there because we've we've um We've struggled in the last few weeks of the season, haven't we, with injuries and stuff. So, I like uh, I always like that Edson Alvarez from um Benfica. Um, I like the look of him. I think he he's a string puller. Um, who could play there. Um, Turam is Kyle mentioned. Um, he's physical. He's kind of the profile that we're looking for. But um, I feel like we need two players in that position. So I think if we yeah. do, it'll be
0: them. Do we name? Do we go brave and name what we think the starting team on the very first league game of the season could be? Right. Well, I, I think we'll do it because I think I think you're right about Sean Long stuff. It's harsh to lose his place, but then I could see we're signing the right winger and Jordan and playing on the left. That's right. That's right, That's when the idea came from my head. Yeah, of- no, I agree.
2: I, I
1: actually think the starting eleven will not be that different. True. True. The problem, guys, the problem that Sean Longstaff has that the other guys don't have, he's not very adaptable in his positioning, although, so for example, Joe can play wide left, an eight, and a yeah. nine. Like, Bruno can play as a CDM, eight. Like, Joe Willard can play wide left, wide right, eight. Longstaff can probably do the CDM role but he's probably more of an eight. So unless he can really turn into a CDM like that Michael Carrick and just sit, I think there's a position there for someone and I think he should really... But the thing is, he's got such energy and them three interchanged really well. But I think if he could just... Yeah, if he could just do better with his... Just sitting in front of the back four, but he doesn't seem to like... I don't know. He's doing better though, but I don't know. I, I still... If we don't get it, if we don't prioritize, I think our oh, market prioritise. You're right. Should be that that you know, that 70 million is or or whoever. I think Madison's dropped right down our picking order. Why don't we just go and get a Jefferson Lerma on a free transfer, or or the, yeah, or the, or the, or, you know what so, I mean? Someone who can go in the CDM role, be a powerhouse for them games where we're just up against it, and we're gonna maybe like have to not park the bus, but we have to adapt because next season's going to be another game changer where people are adapting to Brighton and Newcastle who have been absolutely barnstorming. But like I just think that we meet we don't have that profile. We got a Joel Linton bulldozer higher as an aid, pressing, but we don't have a bulldozer who sits a bit lower and just breaks up like the old Kante style. And I think we need that. Bruno's a bit of a bit a bit of a hybrid of that. But I'd like to have a just a bulldozer in there like that got or the guy who you said Steph Alvarez who just breaks up the play doesn't have to play every game, but just when we need him, we, we put him in type of style, and that gives Longstaff a bit of breathing space and the other two. And he just he has that adaptability to go right. We're on the front foot. We don't need you today. Have a sit on the bench, Jefferson. I'm not saying it's him, but that style would be would be interesting.
0: It's just a it's a definite that we need really, really sickly in terms of. Yeah, we're gonna play so many games next ends. Having that depth to be comfortable in terms of if someone is injured, you can just fill that space, and you don't feel like your teams at a yeah. lesser advantage and um, good not, characters
1: as well though if we start yeah, going abroad exactly. too much and who's I mean when I think of Zlobazoi and Krakazau, what I've seen of them the, the, the type of players that are like get off your seat and and you're like oh my god like this you know Krakasau yeah. he's like he's Chris Waterlight. I don't know what he's like in high press like they're beautiful to watch but I don't think we're quite at the level just to have two of them guys in yet like do you know what I mean the type of I think we need the reason why we're so successful because Almiron you say Almiron Go and run his 14K today, chase him as fast yeah. as you can. As you say them to them guys, they'll go, like, it took Jack Reedish a year. We don't have time to have Zobazoi, 70 million to have a year. We're not at that, you know what I mean? We're not at stage where we can say, go and have a year, dip in, dip out. It's like, no, no, you've got to go and do it. But yeah, Gordon, and ah, there's so much to play in. This is the biggest transfer window I can ever remember it's for us. And I think yeah. it's, it's it's they've got to get it right. And you can see how it looks. He's quite precious about it and that's stress but he's like we're going to bring a small cluster of players, we're going to keep 90% to 95% of the squad and I'm like Jesus really? Like we need more players but like there's something uh, Maya, I just hope he doesn't go I hope he doesn't become too precious about it and like really because these players haven't let him down this season there's a good chance that they'll get, they will get. might get found out next season and he doesn't go and buy where I'm like no you've got to keep buying and you've got to buy better than you've got. Otherwise, they'll let you down. Like what happened to Moisey, and you'll end up finishing 12th, and you could be sacked because we get knocked out of the Champions League. You, you, you yep. weren't good enough. There. So I'm being glass off full again. But if, that, if you go and sign these top players, but just be very careful. I don't know. I'm excited.
0: I'm, I'm excited for the window, to be fair. And I know I always am. I love refreshing Twitter and seeing who's, 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 the, who's the link to the day. How... How's he yeah. gonna fit in our, our squad?
1: You're probably staring them half of them, man, Kyle. Probably,
0: aye, yeah. probably. I'm 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 just half the agents, just, just pretending. Right. Yeah, I've got, you I've, a, got, a, I've got I've got your link.
1: So oh, you are? in the in
2: in the north? I
0: have oh. got I've got a fake account and just sit there and stare stare pot. I'm Villa watch. i probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm definitely not him. Just to clarify, I'm hundred percent not him.
1: Villa watch. Yeah, he's a, he's a he it, he, he's half the
0: reason I don't like Villa. In fact. No, he <laughs> I block him he's a, because
1: he's a actually whoever his, he is yes he's actually we'll get him on the podcast I, Kyle
0: you and him I, I asked it him he'd, I DM'd him to ignored us so,
1: Did he really?
0: <laughs> yes I'd, I DM'd him ignored that's us classic. so that's always why I'm not yeah. a fan of him but yeah. that's why he does this in fair play to the lad
1: or oh, girl or oh, he the. Well, oh, yeah. oh yeah whatever's going on so what's you? so instead of naming a team yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna give you before the transfer window starts what's good telling you I'm just gonna come around Tell us what position. I, I genuinely worry, but I'm gonna tell us what position now, and that can change if we do another one in August. What position now before signings? Do you think we're gonna finish next season, knowing that the other teams are gonna go and spend big? What's what's your gut telling you? That's I've got a number in my head. Fourth again? Yeah,
0: yeah. It'd be come to a fourth. I I think it's we've, we've got Champions as long
1: weekend, as yeah. Sign good enough. Okay, so you're saying Paul Steph. What's your gut telling you?
2: I'm not gonna be as optimistic as that mind. I think I'm gonna sixth, seventh. Yeah, is, that, is that, that seen
0: as a failure as a season?
2: No, no, I, I wouldn't no. have that failure next season. Competing on four fronts, finishing sixth again, like or finishing sixth. But seventh.
1: that's that's Steph. That's only if you compete on four fronts, you would accept that. If yeah. you get knocked out the League Cup in the fourth round, you get knocked out the the FA Cup in the third round and you're out of the Champions League by by <laughs> November then that seventh is looking the only reason Moisey's kept his job this season is because in the conference final yeah I, I just keep I can't because it's so present and how it's very similar to how West Ham did last season to us we we went on and got in the Champions League but it's very similar like Jarrett Bourne was on fire Skucheck was playing like Joe Linton like Antonio was like Wilson like it's very similar Kufal was flying Had great players and like just literally this season, they've been dross. Like yeah. because they were fighting on too many fronts, it could happen. We're different. We've made the Champions League. We're going to spend more money. They didn't. They bought crap. Was there? So we are yeah, different. What's that?
0: What's that? Their recruitment was that. Was their recruitment yeah, and, as good and, as ours? I don't even know to... how
1: they like Zuma My, uh, and like that. And um, Zuma had all uh, that crap going on. Yeah. Like uh, Piquetta, uh, he's another one. Would you have took him? Like, uh, people are like, I don't know. Like, are we are we dodged a bullet. There, he actually looked pretty good, didn't he? You know, I don't know whether you would. Enhance we'll come us good. But uh, uh, Anyway Well, I'm going to throw A quick last one out Before I go What about Lodi No, you know we we'll talked about Left back Has Lodi done it Had a good season He goes back on loan And they want to get rid of him I said go well, Madrid Do we take him Or does he? know I think Forrest,
0: want him? Him? I think Forrest cl- uh, want him I think Forrest Want him I think they really I think they do yeah I can I can't see him going back Because you remember Forrest. We
1: wanted him didn't we Kyle We wanted yeah, him Yeah yeah He went on loan So we could we could get him For like 12 million or something I'm just thinking If we don't want it.
0: From Benfica Who's a Spanish left he's back He's his
1: his contract's up. Okay.
0: I think he's off on the free. So, okay. I, th- I think there'll be a free signing as well. Than there somewhere, just it's exciting, isn't it? Like, I should be able aye, to sit there it. and do
1: it. Well, it's important. It's an important one for me because yeah. it's almost like they've got this culture, and it's almost like the All Blacks: no dickheads allowed. That's kind of yeah. what it is now: no dickheads allowed. Yeah. Like if you're coming in, you're gonna graft. Like so, yeah. Anyway, guys, I'm gonna test you now. I'm gonna <laughs> test you and I'm gonna do a quiz. Ten questions. Yeah. and it's um we'll go yeah well should we yeah well I've got 10 questions and it's all about Newcastle over the season um so question 1 and I'll say it if you know the answer call it out straight away after that it's kind of you first or you first if you know the answer call it out but you get two guesses that's it trippier with nine assists was newcastle's top assistor who was the second with six Um, so Trippley got nine assists. He was the top assister for Newcastle. Who is their second assister with six? Kyle, I can't see your face, so you could be on your phone. So I'm gonna give you five, <laughs> four, Bruno, three, keep going. Um sim maximum one no, one guess each, no. Joe Willock. Oh. oh, really? Six. Wow. Yeah, it's a okay. bit of a surprise, actually. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. good that he's got that. He's had a good okay. season. He has. He really has, mate. I, yeah. I think he scored four or five. And that's one thing I'll always say if you're an eight or a 10, you have to be getting nearly double figures. And that's decent from him. Six assists from Joe Willis. It's getting there. Okay, Some number assets. two. Gone. Oh. to Demar. Go Gone. No, number two. Who did. Wh- so when every. So between 0 to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, which 10 minutes. Of the game between 0 and 90, do Newcastle score their most goals? You can take your time, and this is 20% of their goals are scored within these 10 minutes, or you can shout the answer out
0: 45 to 60. Oh, that's not 10 minutes, so it would be within
1: 10 (laughs) minutes. 50 50 to 60, 60,
0: you're
1: saying?
2: Yeah, I'll go 60 to 70.
1: Well, Steph gets a point, it's 80 to 90 minutes, yeah. Closest, I, don't know
2: yeah. what, I feel like i saw that stat somewhere as well Damn it
0: You're really silly billy i, I, just, I just knew won, it always always you know. better in the second second
1: half of that challenge but i but love that it's almost like yeah. a derby time isn't it. i love scoring late there's nothing better than getting the last like yeah. last 10 minutes of naughty goal okay so this one is this one is a shout out or you can take your time to do it in what minute did newcastle score their first premier league goal this season and if you can tell us the scorer you get a bonus point
2: Fabian share. oh true
1: right. man I was about to say that come on
0: uh, what minute the, the minute
1: was 59. 57 49
2: 57
1: Kyle's a minute out 58 so <sighs> one point to Steph one point to Kyle well done 58 oh, mine's minutes. a better guess I'll just two points
0: than
1: that uh, one and a half oh, so come on Two to one and a half. OK, question four. Who scored the first Premier League goal this season against Newcastle? Carlin. Of oh, close. No. Kyle, you get a guess. De Bruyne. It was in that game. No. Jack Grealish.
0: Oh, banana silver. Yet.
1: No. Steph, that's it, Kyle. You're done. You've had three. Six. minutes. Five minutes together. Yeah, well done. Gunda going after five minutes.
2: You had no more guesses.
1: I did you, I made you, up rules. You, you went up <laughs> no points. No, nah, no points either way. Well, I don't know. Half a point to no. step. Two and a half what? One and a half <laughs> Right. This one's a tough one. And it's first to shout out. And you can't just shout out random names. You get the four guesses on this. Joe Linton had twelve yellow cards this season, which three other players were tied on seven. Go share one um, point, Bruno. One point. This uh, one's very difficult. This one's very difficult. You'll be surprised. You'll not be surprised, but it's hard. Time Wilson. Think
0: so outside around. the
1: box. No, think outside the box. Nick Paul Trip. Yeah. I don't know what to say. It's, it's, Dan Byrne. it's not one. Of the it's not obvious. It's not obvious. Some other cells. No, it's a good answer, but no, kind of heading that way though. Kind of. Sean Longstaff. It's tough. This to five. Alvarado. Three. Jeter Two. Isaac. One. Anthony Gordon. I bet, got, how, yeah. was that for us as well though yeah, he got like us? five he got five at like Everton or I something but that's he's at Newcastle now isn't he so no, 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 one no. point each three and a half two Good and a half there. okay mm. this one is a first to shout out again how many games did Newcastle United you get two guesses that's it so be wise failed to score in this season how many Premier League games did they fail to score in out of 38
0: Steph's check my phone I'm not she is Come on. Seven.
1: Steph, you get next one. Five. Twelve. Steph? Eight. Kyle's the closest. It was eleven. One point to Kyle. Well done. done, Four and a half, three and a half. Okay, this is a a good one. So this will be you can shout out or you can take your time. So Man City finished top ranking of most passes in in the whole league, they had 25,072 passes throughout the whole season. Forest were the lowest, with only 12,091. How many did Newcastle make, and where did they finish in the in the table on that? So, that's up to you. You can say a double. Six,
0: and how, how many was City again? 25, and the lowest was 12. I have it in 21,006. Steph? I'm going to go that we were fifth
2: in the table and we had 22,327.
1: Actually, really surprising. Kyle's got a point. He's got two points because we finished 11. We finished 11 and got 16,000 passes, so that's actually quite low. Okay. next one. Had so much possession. Next one. Mm-hmm. How many goals did Newcastle score from headers? Go. Seven.
0: But just how many corners five.
1: Ten. Steph oh. gets a point. Going to the last two. Liverpool put seven hundred and ninety-nine crosses into the box. Leicester put in the lowest in four hundred and ninety six. How many did Newcastle United get? They go on. Six hundred and seventy five. Four hundred and ninety-nine. You said 699? eighty-nine. Four hundred ninety-nine. Oh, yeah. Well, Steph gets closest, seven hundred and forty, for another point.
0: Fifth. Wait, how
1: high did they finish in the league, Steph or Kyle? Can go first, quick in in that in that one. Um, third. fifth. 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 Steph gets the point. Okay, winner takes all. Winner takes all. Are you ready, Matthias Janssen? was the most subbed-off player in the league. It was in Bwemo, which two players are tied with being subbed off 23 times this season. Go, Newcastle players. Jacob Murphy. Mickey Armour. So Kyle gets one point. Steph gets no points. However, Steph, you need to get you to answer the next one. If you get it wrong, it wasn't Jacob Murphy. Kyle wins. Joe Willick. Oh, Jesus. It was Joe Willick. It was. I haven't haven't even friggin' got a tiebreaker question. We'll call it a draw. I haven't got time. All right. So, you're both great Newcastle fans. Football's the winner. Newcastle's the winner. Guys, we're hoping to come back again in full flourish next season. This one will hopefully go out really soon. We're dead excited for the next season. We'll get our heads together. We'll get new guests coming on. We've got a couple of old guests that we need to put out there as well. we we'll promise we'll get them out to you. We'll love being back. Steph, great to be on board again. We're going to have a cup of tea and a piece of me chocolate cake the 40th. Kyle, get ready for tomorrow night. But Kyle, Steph, goodbye. Anyway, first. Oh, she's already gone.
0: She's off. She's, off. she's... she's not going is bye. <laughs> it's
1: bye all about me. It's See you later, me. guys. <laughs> a cup of tea. Kyle, do you have any wise words to, as always, finish off? Oh, in fact, I've got a new word for you. Kindle. Jason Kindle. Jason Kindle. Kindle. That's what your name it. is now, after Kindle. Are you yeah. ready, Kyle? Let's go, brother.
0: I'm going to go, considering it was the last ever episode yesterday. I'm going to go over Ted Lasso one. The best animal in the world is a goldfish, because the memories only last 10 seconds. Just forget about the past and continue with the future. Bosh. Love Ted Lasso. So back with old, the Back with are Back a new look people's football podcast coming soon, where we make it all about the guest and tell some fantastic stories, hoping to inspire you all to do the best you can. We hope you have a fantastic summer and we shall see you all very soon.